He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Oh my gosh, guys, how are you doing? I hope everyone sang good all at once, like a room full of third graders, because one of us has to be screaming good. Um, so far, my last seven days has been um, trauma, trauma recovery, and then the present day, which is today. So my trusty sidekick, Heidi, is here, which... Ugh, you guys know this girl's new, right? Heidi's new to the show. She's my little standard poodle who's not so little and she's just adorable and so cute and perfect in every single way. Except for last week when she decided to show my boyfriend how fast she could run. Oh my gosh, she ran so fast and then proceeded to spend the night outside running around. Okay, so you can imagine the tears and the guttural screams coming from my body when it was like 18 degrees outside and my dog was gone, okay? But this little girl just had such a fun time. We would get so many neighborhood next door app like dings of people being like, is this your dog? And it was like caught on ring cam and then she'd just be gone. I did everything. I like bought an Amber alert for this dog, like blasted it out. I I got on neighborhood next door, everything, the whole nine yards. And she still didn't come home. I set a whole bed out on the porch with all this food. And I put all my dirty laundry out there because they were like, oh my gosh, you have to make the house smell like you. So she comes back. So I'm like, cool. I put undies. I mean, disgusting, like disgusting. I'm on my period. Okay. Let's just go let that one sit there. But I had to do what I had to do. I mean, my dog was missing and she still didn't come home. And I don't even think she knows like how that really necessarily feels to just like leave your undies on the porch in suburbia. I mean, my God. My God, I didn't even know we had a Wendy's in this neighborhood until like last week because it blends right in. It's like, it looks like a house. Like you, you don't even see it. The suburbs are fucking crazy. They're crazy. But I'll tell you what, this dog, she really enjoyed it. She enjoyed it out there. So it's been, it's been it's been a week, you know, and then finally we got her back. We cleaned her off. We picked out all the little pricklies, everything. I mean, she's good to go. She's not allowed outside without a leash. Like we're very, we had to have a whole conversation with her about how, while we don't want to like dim her light, it would be better if she checked in with us every so often and let us know before she was going to take an overnight. So I thought that was fair. I mean, I get it. She's came from a life before us and we need to respect that, but she needs to respect us a little bit. I don't know. That's just me. So, um, that was my trauma 
Mm-hmm. Luckily, Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, I'm so excited. I just like want to eat so bad. And okay, so George Glass got short ribs at Costco and he's put them in the sous vide already. I'm just like so excited. So they're going to like really slow cook. I don't know the process. And then he like puts a, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know the fucking process. All I know is I'm going to eat the heck out of them on Thursday. And I'm so excited. And then I'm going to make mashed potatoes. And you know, I might actually ask my mom. My mom has this recipe. They're called heart attack potatoes. And if I remember correctly, it's like a bag of hash browns, like 14 sticks of sour cream cheese and like all this stuff, like just like full fat milk, like everything. And then you put yellow cheese on top, like shredded yellow cheese. And then after that, like you sprinkle on cornflakes, cornflakes. Why not? Just throw some cornflakes in there. I remember the last time I had those potatoes, I ate so many of those potatoes that I couldn't stop throwing up because, you know, you just overeat something, but by golly, did I go back for more? They're just so good. So actually maybe I'll make hard attack potatoes if they're gluten-free. If they're not gluten-free, I'm still going to make them and then I'll make mashed potatoes also for the gluten-free, for the gluten-free girlies. So I'm curious, like, do you guys all eat turkey for Thanksgiving? I I kind of can't, like, I don't love turkey. Poultry kind of grosses me out. I cannot do chicken whatsoever. It makes me, I can't. And plus, like, I don't know, like, there's like turkeys that run around out here just outside in the wild, and I don't think I want to eat them. They're just so stupid. And then that makes me feel really bad. And it's like, I just, I'll eat the beef. Thanks. I like it. So that's my Thanksgiving. I would love to hear your guys' Thanksgiving. DM me. Let me know what you guys are up to and what you talked about around your Thanksgiving table. Um, as for me, I'm all nestled snug in my bed with my dog who's never leaving my sight ever again as long as either of us live. You know, you, you never want to like survive your, what do they say? Like, you don't want to let your kid die before you, but in this case, it's a dog and I would prefer to go after the dog. So as long as she's alive, she better never come out of my sight ever again. So this episode, what I thought would be interesting is I have just been dying to read the complaint that SD Nero, aka Selena Diana Jenkins, filed um, defamation against NT lawyer. I've just been dying to read it. So I thought we could just read it together and go through it. And I've got my martini, I've got my dog, and I've got my complaint all printed out. And I'm going to read it. So I guess buckle up. First, I think we need to address who's Enti. One moment. Let me grab my martini. Was that so fancy of me? Mm. It's really good. Okay. Common misconception that I had about martinis is that they all taste like olives. 
That's not true. The one that I'm having right now doesn't taste like olives at all. It's just gin, vermouth, and then I put some lemon in there and I love it. And I think it's so good. Okay. So NT lawyer is a, a claim to be an attorney who, I mean, we don't know his name, his real name. NT is his like handle on the internet. And he has this blog called crazy days and nights. And on this blog, he writes blind item gossip, which basically means he alludes he allegedly knows facts about people that he's verified and done his verification research on. He knows these facts to be true about people. And then he posts these facts, but sort of like in a way that alludes to who it's about. So if, and then a couple times a year and some weekly he'll do reveals where he'll be like, after it comes true or like out to public, he'll be like, remember when I said that it was at this point. So I remember a long time ago, I was reading Crazy Days and Nights, and I read this just like absolute wild tale. And it was all about this island that some billionaire owned, and he had a private airplane, and he was running like this major sex trafficking ring. And I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, there's no way this is real. No way this is real. This man is going to be sued at the wazoo for posting this because like, wow, that's crazy. Come to find out it's fucking Jeffrey Epstein and empty, like had all of this knowledge and wrote, wrote it all alluded to who all of these people were. And it was all true. Like, look, these people are in jail right now. Giselaine. Well, Jeffrey's not in jail. He did. I wish he didn't die because we need some justice, you know? But anyway, so part of his shtick is NT will write things about, even about like housewives, celebrities, A-list, B-list, Z-list. He like really went hard in the paint against Dan Schneider from Nickelodeon, which like, thank God, because what a piece of shit. He's a big pervert too, allegedly, uh, you know, according to people who claim to have been victims of Dan and I'm here to listen to victims. So that's all I'll say about that. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Sorry. Okay, so I thought that we would read the complaint 
Um, Diana is suing NT for defamation and she's actually asking for a jury trial, which means she wants this to be like basically what Johnny Depp and Amber Heard did, you know, where they duke it out on law and order TV or law and crime TV. Hopefully by then, allegedly Bravo has its own streaming platform and we can stream it too with live commentary. Cause that would be really fun. At least for me, it would be fun. Okay. So let's read what, what Diana's complaint says. So basically how a complaint is drafted, it's the document that sort of starts a lawsuit. So this is where Diana is going to like, quote unquote, lodge her complaint and say, this is what I think this person did. And here's everything that I have to prove it. And basically you create like this little package and you tell the court, like, I think this person did this wrong against me. And then you serve it on that person, which means, you know, you have a process server, go hand it to them with a copy of the summons and they read it and they either respond or they don't respond. And if they don't respond, you automatically win. But if they do respond, then like the whole litigation process starts and really starts like kicking off. So when you draft a complaint, you basically have to write, look, it's me. I'm this person. You have to tell the court who you are, what you're doing there and why they can listen to you. Because there's courts all over the place. Like there's courts in every county, every city, pretty much like there's federal courts, Supreme courts, appellate courts. So you need to find the court that you want to file in and tell that court why they're allowed to listen to this and make a decision. Cause like a court in Minnesota can't decide a case for people who like had a whole entire thing happen in California, you know? It's jurisdiction, you guys. It's like jurisdiction. Okay, so let's find out what this woman is saying NT did. So the nature of this action, she is so dramatic. Okay, ready? Plaintiff Selena Jenkins. Wow, why did I say that weird? Plaintiff Selena Jenkins, aka Diana Jenkins, plaintiff or Miss Jenkins, for her complaint against defendant NT lawyer, an individual whose true identity is unknown, and does one through fifty defendants alleges here as follows. So I don't know if you guys remember, but when you allege does, that means there could be more people besides NT that need to be sued, but we don't know who they are right now. So we're just gonna say end up to fifty others, and if we figure out who they are, we'll add their names later. Okay, so this is the nature of this action. Here's the dramatic part. In Hollywood, everyone has a part to play. Ew, okay, Lisa Rinna. Prolific anonymous blogger, NT Lawyer, would have you believe that's his role, is that of a 300-pound entertainment lawyer who has been married six times, lives in his parents' basement, and has an obsession with digging up celebrity dirt. That tongue-in-cheek description aside, NT Lawyer has cast himself as the hero Hollywood insider who reveals the truth about celebrities. He takes pride in exposing the seedy underworld and the dark underbelly of celebrity. (laughs) NT Lawyer 
has embraced his persona. Well, he created it, so it would be weird if he didn't embrace it, right? He publishes tens of blog posts. Stop. Does that say tens or tons? I printed it out way too small, you guys. Like, I'm, I very much overestimated, like, how young I am. He publishes tens of blog posts about celebrities every day. He releases podcasts to his patrons, people who pay for special access to his content. By the way, go ahead and um, head over to patreon.com slash allegedly bravo if you'd like some bonus content. The sheer volume of content he has released since he started doing his blog in 2000 is impressive. His blog receives millions of views per week presenting an additional revenue stream from the many ads that appear alongside his infamous blind items and reveals. They are infamous. I'll give her that. NT Lawyer takes particular pride in his posts exposing exploitation and abuse in Hollywood. He has stated that those kinds of posts are the purpose behind his blog, writing, quote, that's generally tried to be the focus of this blog, that whenever you can, you talk about some story where you're trying to protect someone or you're talking about something to be done about someone who's harming another or using their power in the wrong way. That's what NT talked about the purpose of his blog. So then Diana continues, but in Hollywood, things are not always as they seem. NT Lawyer has taken steps to ensure that people believe that he is providing facts about his subjects. That is how he has built his following. But in reality, NT Lawyer has published fiction. In March 2012, NT Lawyer's blog had not yet gained mainstream popularity. NT Lawyer had just posted a blind item about a troubled actress that he would later reveal as Hayden Panettiere. The blog post began to gain significant traction, not due to the blind item, but because of a series of comments posted to the post, falsely claiming that Diana Jenkins, a Bosnian-born entrepreneur, was a sex trafficker that had taken advantage of a vulnerable Miss Penetier and forced her into prostitution. Okay, before we move on from there, I just have to say... If NT is really a big nobody, according to Diana, a big nobody that doesn't post facts, why would he post about her? Was she like some big celebrity in, in 2012? I don't know. Like, what would she have to do with Hayden Panettiere anyway? If she wasn't a sex trafficker. <laughs> Just kidding. That's like so wild. Okay. The blog post and comments about Miss Jenkins resulted in readers flooding NT Lawyer's blog. In 2018, NT Lawyer stated that the March 2012 blog post generated the most page views in the history of his blog, resulting in hundreds of millions of page views and, relatedly, significant ad revenue for NT Lawyer. Seeing opportunity, NT Lawyer decided to cast his Hollywood story, himself as the hero, protagonist, truth teller, and Miss Jenkins as the villain. He created a full biography, implying that she left Bosnia and moved to the United Kingdom as a result of her shady connections, led an international sex trafficking and prostitution ring, and that she meddled in international politics and business, using the shadowy connections and sexuality to engage in criminal misconduct and immoral actions. Some of the stories Anti Lawyer has told 
false stories about Ms. Jenkins' alleged role in the Benghazi attacks <laughs> or the assassination of the Haitian president, that's not funny, are so far out of bounds that his intent could only be to destroy Ms. Jenkins' reputation. Holy shit. Those are serious accusations. Okay, the role anti-lawyer made for Miss Jenkins is pure fiction. I mean, I should hope so. Like Benghazi? Okay. Her real story, while fascinating, is much more benign. She escaped Bosnia as a refugee, leaving her family behind and starting over in London. She supported herself by working multiple jobs, graduating with honors with a Bachelor of Science degree in computer science and business. She met the man who would become her husband and started a family. She became an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. Eventually, she became cast on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. So you mean to tell me that this woman like just kind of came out of the woodwork as like someone who got married in London after like escaping some serious tragic trauma and then like and she just made up a bunch of stuff about her because then I'm wondering like is NT even a man or is NT like some girl Diana went to high school with that like Diana was mean to because I can also see that I mean I'm not saying I would do that, but I'm just saying I could see why you why you would. Alrighty, let's keep going. Miss Jenkins is many things, but she is not the person Enti Lawyer has cast her to be. She is not a sex trafficker, a madame, or a criminal. Miss Jenkins has suffered significant reputational harm from Enti Lawyer's false and offensive statements about her. Her family has been threatened with violence, and her reputation has been irreparably tarnished. Miss Jenkins has no choice but to respond. Miss Jenkins will no longer play the role of the villain in the false and outrageous story NT Lawyer has been publishing for his own financial gain since 2012. It's time for the story to be set straight and for the credits to roll on NT Lawyer's Hollywood Lie. Oh, this attorney is like very literary. Am I loving it? I can't decide. Okay, plaintiff is... Oh my God, stop. So... Then next, when you write a complaint, you're supposed to talk about the parties. Who's the plaintiff? Who's the defendant? Remember, we kind of talked about that. Well, let's see who Diana thinks she is. Plaintiff Selena Jenkins, a.k.a. Diana Jenkins, is a dedicated mother, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and cast member on the reality-based television show The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Miss Jenkins is a resident of Los Angeles County. It's like, okay, it, whatever happened to the thing about her, like, running a water bottle brand? That's not in here. NT Lawyer is an anonymous reporter and blogger who runs the Crazy Days and Nights located at crazydaysandnights.net. You guys should all go check it out. NT Lawyer uses the email address blah 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 and holds himself out as an entertainment lawyer with an obsession for digging up celebrity dirt in Hollywood. A defendant NT Lawyer also posts Instagram and on Instagram and TikTok under the username at NT Lawyer. Cool. So then she like tags where we can go like watch Enti's TikToks, which is just his username at Enti Lawyer on Instagram and TikTok if you want to go watch. Okay. Upon information and belief, 
NT Lawyer earns revenue from advertisements placed on crazy days and nights. Okay, who cares? This is just talking about like what NT does, the parties. Here's jurisdiction and venue. The court has personal jurisdiction because the causes of action in full or in part arise towards or within the state of California. Okay, great. So that's why they're doing it here. Let's read the juicy part. Factual allegations. Okay. Miss Jenkins is a victim of NT Lawyer's pursuit of clicks, advertising, revenue, and attention. NT Lawyer holds himself out as a purveyor of an insider information and facts about Hollywood and celebrities. He claims to have secret information that has been intentionally shielded from public. The more salacious information, the more views he gets. Indeed, knowing this, he, knowing that his falsehoods about Miss Jenkins generate substantial interest to his viewers, he has placed them behind a paywall on Patreon, requiring users to pay $4.99, $20, or $250 a month to have access to them. Wow. While this business model has resulted in significant revenue for him, it has caused significant damage to Miss Jenkins and her reputation. Well, how do they know? Like, for all they know, he could have all these tears and nobody subscribes. Like, they don't know how much revenue this has brought for NT, right? I mean, they don't add anything that's, that shows a receipt of how much money he's made. This is all just like, they're just guessing, I think. Okay, one, the true story of Diana Jenkins. If one is to believe anti-lawyer, the story of Diana Jenkins' rise is one of shadowy, is one of shadowy, illegal conduct and exploitation. <laughs> the truth is very different. Miss Jenkins spent her childhood in Bosnia, where she remained until she was expedited from the country as a refugee. Sorry, I it's hard for me to read because I took this from at Ronald Richards um, Twitter. And so his handle is like printed super dark across like all the last words on every single line. So when I'm kind of having a hard time, it's because like the L is completely blacking out the word because because he can't fucking dim it. Thank you for paying for this, Ronald Richards. <laughs> I wasn't going to pay for it. I already wasted all my money on the last episode when I spent all my money on learning all about Kim Zolciak Bierman's life story. Jeez, all to find out it was like nothing. Miss Jenkins was not born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She grew up in a middle-class family in a one-bedroom concrete block flat in communist area Yugoslavia, which later became Bosnia. She attended the University of Sarajevo, where she studied economics. Miss Jenkins' life was shattered in 1992 when the Bosnian War broke out. At the urging of her parents and her younger brother, she fled her homeland alone to a refugee camp in Croatia. After spending approximately one year in Croatia, Ms. Jenkins moved to the United Kingdom, where she spent two years learning to speak English before enrolling in London's City University. She cleaned toilets and sold jewelry. We'll be back after a quick break.
Were you team Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Britney or Christina? Simple Life or Newlyweds? With When They Popped, you don't have to pick a side because we're going to mention it all. When They Popped retells the stories of the late 90s and early 2000s biggest celebrities, trends, and phenomena like boy band mania, celebrity-based reality TV, and the rise of famous for being famous socialites. We'll unpack their rise to fame and uncover some facts you may have not known along the way. So throw up your away message and throw it back with us with When They Popped. Available wherever you stream your podcasts. On the streets to support herself, other members of Jenkins' family were not so lucky. Mere days before the Daytona Accords, which ended the Bosnia War, were signed, Miss Jenkins' younger brother was murdered by Serbian forces. Unable to return to Bosnia, Miss Jenkins mourned her brother from abroad. Miss Jenkins overcame additional hardship while she was making a better life for herself abroad. She held multiple jobs in order to put herself through school, eventually graduating with honors from City University with a degree in computer science and business. Jeez, what? I mean, my God, if she wanted to write a fucking memoir, she could have done that. It probably would have been cheaper than filing this complaint, which, by the way, was 911 pages. So I only printed out the words. Like, the ones that are actually filed with the court. Because, like, holy shit, this lady just, it's too much. Miss Jenkins becomes an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and a demanded mother. After graduating from City University and working various odd jobs, Miss Jenkins began pursuing her career as an entrepreneur. While in university, she had opened a successful retail jewelry stand. Good for her. Building off the success of that business, Miss Jenkins then partnered with fashion designer Melissa Obadash to launch Melissa Obadash Swimwear, which became a successful company and the go-to swimwear for celebrities such as Tyra Banks, Naomi Campbell, Kate Moss, Cindy Crawford, Elle McPherson, among others. Not stopping there, in 2009, she launched the beverage company Neurobrands. Through her efforts, Neuro is now sold in 65,000 locations, including major chains and retailers such as Walmart and Amazon. I wonder how many locations Blackwater is in, because I don't know if you guys remember, but those Manzo boys made that water, or was that boxed water? Either way, it was a water scam. Selling water is a scam, like, right? Okay. In addition to being a successful entrepreneur, Miss Jenkins is a dedicated mother. Okay, jeez Louise, this lady is so long-winded. In 1999, Miss Jenkins married Roger Jenkins, a successful investment banker with Barclays. Yes, see, so this is where we're getting juicy because if I remember correctly, this is the part where anti-lawyer is like, yeah, And that's when you started doing your madam bullshit. Okay, so let's see what she has to say about that. So the couple had a baby, but then they got divorced. They have two children. Okay, in 2011, she started dating Asher Monroe. In 2011, Miss Jenkins began dating dating musician Asher Monroe. The the couple have a young daughter, Ileana, who was born in 2020. Miss Jenkins and Mr. Monroe are engaged to be married. 
Along with being a devoted mother and accomplished entrepreneur, Miss Jenkins has pursued her passion for philanthropy. In 2022, she she founded the Iris Kaitik Foundation in memory of her brother. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. She's founded initiatives with the UCLA School of Law, the Human Rights Project. Oh, the Human Rights and International Criminal Law Online Forum, the Hague Institute, yada, yada, yada. Okay, she donated a million dollars to relief efforts. Good God, it's just such a two, two. I can't even. She raised millions of dollars for various philanthropic efforts, philanthropic efforts, including Not On Our Watch. She's received awards. Wow. Oh, another one of Miss Jenkins' philanthropic efforts was the production and sale of a fine art coffee table book titled Room 23. Room 23 depicts the life of a Beverly Hills penthouse suite over the course of a year, featuring various actors, actresses, supermodels, fashion designers, directors, and other celebrities. Celebrities who appear in Room 23 include George Clooney, Cindy Crawford, Heidi Klum, Sir Elton John, Larry King, Sean King, Kid Rock, Kenny G. Like, no offense, Ludacris. I wouldn't mind saying that thing. Dennis Hopper, Milo Ventimiglia, Sharon Stone, Ray Liotta, Moby, Minnie Driver, Rachel Hunter, James Blunt, Hayden Panettiere, awkward, Christian Stater, Lindsay Lohan, Ashanti, Amanda Bynes, another one we need to keep our ear out for, Cheryl Teagues, Johnny Lee Miller, Melissa Obadash, hmm, and more. The intentions of the book were to raise awareness to, oh, for the need to prosecute Bosnian war criminals who were still at large. Yeah, I mean, I guess totally, like, seeing pictures of Tyra Banks' ass would make me wonder, like, what's going on in Bosnia-Herzegovina? Okay, on March 1st, 2012, Auntie Lawyer posted a blind item alleging that, quote, former B-list television actress was physically and sexually abused by her father and physically abused by her romantic partners. An anonymous and frequently frequent Crazy Days and Nights commenter using the name him, which by the way, R.I.P. him, that was another blind writer, blind item writer, who actually died, like, during the pandemic. I'm not sure why. Well, him posted two comments responding to the post, identifying the subject of the blind item as Hayden Panettiere. In those comments, the poster also falsely stated that Miss Jenkins ran a high-class call-girl party-girl ring for Arabs, Wall Street, D.C. royals, and Hollywood elites. He wrote, quote, So here goes. Yes, this is Hayden. A hundred percent totally. I know this for a fact. The wording of the item is not 100% correct, which may be intentional to deny it legally, but it is close. But there are far more than this to be mentioned, revealed, or even hinted at. Wow, okay. 
Diana is the connector of wealthy Arabs and Asians and athletes with Hollywood actresses and models. She is also a sick and twisted bitch. Wow. Find all you can about the notorious lady named Selena Diana Jenkins, the ex-British socialite from the Balkans. Read British media stories about her divorce and ignore the PR fluff about her rags to riches story. Then look at her pics with all her pals and who she's with. Connect all the dots to all the blinds you know and look into a book called Room 23 filled with Hollywood stars that Diana produced. Look closely at the list of stars who took part in the project. She is the hub on the blind item gossip wheel and the Rosetta Stone of socialite dirt. Good luck. Wow, that's interesting. That's quite an accusation. Him. Well, this is all alleged, so don't off me, Diana. If you had anything to do with that, I don't want anything to do with that. None of the statements about Miss Jenkins that appear in these two comments posted anonymously by him are accurate. They could not be further from the truth, but that did not stop NT Lawyer from repeating them. Indeed, NT Lawyer would later go on to endorse these comments as true while simultaneously landing the fact, louding the fact that the blog post containing the blind item would receive over 100 million page views. That's a lot. So on January 15th, 2018, he posted another one. In this blind item, he stated and implied that Miss Jenkins was romantically involved with Mustafa Gaddafi, the son of former Libyan dictator and international pariah Muammar Gaddafi, and that she helped hide, smuggle, and launder illegally obtained funds generated by Mamu Gaddafi's government. I remember reading this blind item and being like, what the fuck? I'm going to read it to you. It says, why would a church go out way out in the middle of nowhere America be spending so much time in Africa? Yesterday, I told you about an experiment that has gone horribly wrong. I also told you about the bribes that they have been trying to pay to try to keep everything quiet and also pay off government leaders in those countries for allowing their citizens to be used in an awful drug experiment and killed. Where is all the money coming from? Yes, the leader is very rich, but apparently he's not using just his money for all of this. It was his money that he donated to various causes that led to the discovery of the pathogen, but that was incidental to the cause he was funding. Where's the church getting all of this money? Apparently, that is another reason they are in Africa. Seven years ago, they learned about the presence of a, quote, map. I call it a map, but it was really just a laminated sheet of paper. On that paper were the names of apartment buildings and apartment numbers. These apartments were scattered across almost every country in Africa. Where was the sheet of paper located? Libya. It was the treasure that Gaddafi had stolen from his own country and also all of the ill-gotten gains he collected for being the pimp to every bad desire everyone had ever wanted fulfilled. If you go back a few years, I wrote about one of these horrible fantasies and the members of Hollywood involved. After the fall of Libya in 2011, no one could find his money. 
They found some, but not the assumed billion or two he must have stashed away. One of the levers of one of his sons had the list, but no one could find her. It turns out that this lever had part in one of the blinds from earlier this week. After the divorce from her husband, she took up with one of the sons, and he helped finance her lifestyle. Yes, she was and is very rich, but the son had much more money, and he had all the access to all the leaders in Africa and all the money to be made from gems and oil. At some point, she acquired the list. Some say she acquired the list in 2012. What else happened in Libya in 2012? Yeah. For the last six years, the church has methodically gone to these apartments and found boxes and boxes of cash, literally rooms filled to the top with boxes of cash. That is a whole lot of money to move, even with their connections. Then they then stumbled upon an idea that until recently has worked out very well for them. They loaded the cash into boxes belonging to a relief organization that has operations in every country of the world, including the U.S. These boxes are never checked. What a wonderful way to move the money all over the world. Recently, however, in a raid by a country that actually can't be bribed, police found some of the boxes being readied for shipment. One could hope that this would throw spotlight onto the operation, but they just have so many friends in so many places. It's going to be tough. I mean, Enti's really accusing this woman of quite, quite, quite a lot of stuff. And there's a lot more here that he's accusing her of. Like, for example, that this sex book or this Room 23 is actually like a booklet, a sex trafficking book. I mean, geez Louise, if this is all like not true, then I think Miss Diana has quite a bit of recovery she can get, but I don't know. It just, then they bring Diane or uh, Dana Winkley into this. And I think that's going to have to be next week's episode because this, I mean, we're not even halfway done with the complaint because this woman just like talked about how many times she rubbed elbows with like really cool people. And like, Oh, once again is name dropping Elton John. Like it's just crazy. So, well, everybody, I think that's going to be it for this episode because my arm's falling asleep and my tongue is getting tied. But I think we need to move on to our criminal behavior. And my criminal behavior is dogs that run away. So, Heidi, you're a bad dog. <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, I'll see you next week, maybe sooner for the rest of this complaint. But as for now, I just really need to rest my, my little flapping tongue over here. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and DM me some stories. Let me know what happens at your Thanksgiving. I love hearing from you guys. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at allegedly bravo and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash allegedly bravo. Bye.